This morning on the third hour of today, watching our wallets, a historic move expected today to fight inflation that's draining our bank accounts, what it means for our mortgages, credit cards, and so much more. Then Tom Brady on his unretirement decision. I just think competitively, I felt like, you know, I got to give it another chance. Craig and Dylan catching up with the NFL icon, talking football, family, and his beef with strawberries? And you may not be a pro athlete, but you can start today and take a walk. We're gonna show you some fun moves, stepping up our walking game. That's all ahead today, Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today. I'm still smiling over our Tom Brady interview yesterday. <laughs> I'm Dylan here with Al, and Craig Chanel is off today. Um, you were thoughts? You should have seen her yesterday. <laughs> I can only imagine. She was giddy like a schoolgirl. I mean, I've been waiting for this moment for years. I, I mean, how? I'm the only one around here who's always like, I love Tom Brady. Uh, everybody else is like, ah, Tom Brady. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, we have that for you. We have a lot coming up in the hour ahead, uh, but we do want to begin this morning with the scary situation out west. Yeah, really scary. The Yellowstone National Park, it's closed. It's closed because of widespread flooding. Thousands of people had to evacuate the park. Some visitors actually found themselves trapped. NBC National Correspondent Miguel Almaguer has made his way to Montana, uh, where the governor has declared a statewide disaster. Miguel, we've seen some, some pretty incredible images over the last 24 hours. How, how's the rescue effort going? Well, Craig, things are certainly off to better footing today. We know there was about 10,000 people who were evacuated from Yellowstone yesterday. So we believe all of the rescues will likely be done. In terms of the weather front, there is good news and bad news. The good news is floodwaters are starting to recede. The bad news, as you can probably see here, there are still cars and homes that are underwater across this region. The devastation is fairly large and fairly widespread across about a large swath of land. Yesterday, you can, you've seen those dramatic pictures of roads being washed away, rocks tumbling down mountainsides, almost hitting cars, and also bridges and homes swept away because of those rising floodwaters. Some rivers got upwards of six feet of water in a matter of 24 hours. There were several inches of rain, but it wasn't just the rain here that was a real problem. The snow melt contributed to those rising rivers, and that's how we kind of had those compounding factors that really brought historic flooding to this area. Folks that have lived here, including the local sheriff, said in their lifetime they have never seen flooding like this, never seen a disaster disaster unfolds so quickly. Yellowstone today is closed. All of the major roads going into the park are closed because of the widespread damage. Officials are going to get out to the roads today to kind of begin to inspect them. But from the damage we saw yesterday, many of those roads and bridges were simply washed away. So it could take some time for this area to get back on its feet, guys. Yeah, Miguel, to that to that point, when you're talking and seeing videos of roads washed away and bridges washed away, the foundations of homes compromised. I mean, how do they even begin the cleanup and when could they possibly reopen the park? Well, it's going to take some time because they're not going to be able to get those big rigs in here, then some of that heavy equipment to clean up those roads because so many of the roads are blocked. They're going to have to wait for the waters to recede, which is happening now. In the next couple of days, there's not a lot of rain in the forecast, so that'll certainly help. But they're saying this could take weeks to reopen all of the roads here. Of course, uh, Yellowstone is the oldest national park in this country. June is an incredibly busy month yeah. with about 780,000 visitors uh, regularly every June. So that's going to be a major 
major problem. Of course, many kids are just getting out of school. And this is a time of the year that so many families make their way to this region. Officials are asking for folks to be patient. They're hoping to open Yellowstone in the coming days. But again, getting those entrances open and power and water back to this area is going to be key. Wow. All right. Miguel Amelgar for us there uh, on the ground in Montana. Miguel, thank you. I hadn't considered the snow melt. That's right. right? So this is almost this confluence of, of really rough things between the, that snow melt and we had this atmospheric river set up that brought in just a ton of moisture coming all the way from the Pacific across into the Pacific Northwest and then on into Montana. And you can see all that heavy rain that was pushing through and that would, combined with that snow melt is what really brought just an incredible amount of rain and moisture and that heavy flooding there. Yeah. Wow. Really rough stuff. Now, as we turn to uh, this big move to try and rein in skyrocketing inflation, Federal Reserve expecting to announce the biggest rate hike in decades, a dramatic effort to slow the economy. And here to tell us what it means for our money, we've got NBC News senior business analyst Stephanie Rule standing by. Steph, good morning. Hey, Steph. Morning, guys. Hey, so we know the Fed is supposed to raise rates. How how much of a, a hike do you expect that we're going to see this afternoon? Hey, guys, we're most likely going to get half a point or three quarters of a point. Why does this matter? Why are they doing it? When the Fed raises rates, the point is to try to slow the economy. It means it's more expensive to borrow money. But here's what's tricky. If they raise rates too much too quickly, then that could tip us into recession because it'll be hard for businesses. But if they don't do enough, well, then prices are going to continue to go up. And you know inflation is a huge problem. Normally, the Fed likes things to be around 2% inflation to be around 2%, and right now it's around 9%. So they've got a ways to go. They've got their work cut out for them. Stephanie, we, we gave an example yesterday about a $400,000 mortgage yeah. and how the, that's going to cost people a lot more month to month now than it would, say, a year ago. So how is this going to affect mortgages going forward? All right. Well, it depends on what kind of mortgage you have. Let's say you already have one. If you've got a fixed rate mortgage, nothing's going to change. But if you have variable, a floating rate mortgage, it is going to go up. Or if you're out right now shopping because you think you want to buy a home, you want to get that loan application in immediately before we see rates go up. And if you do have that variable rate mortgage, now is the time you want to try to refinance and lock in a fixed rate because given where things are, the only where the only place rates are going in the foreseeable future is up. Hmm. What, what is that going to mean for folks uh, and their credit cards, other kinds of debt as well? Same thing. It is either whether, if you've got variable or fixed. If you're a fixed rate, you're A-OK. -okay. Variable, you should expect things to go up. It might take a couple billing cycles on your credit card, so don't think, oh, I haven't seen it. I've outsmarted things. No, you have not. What you should consider doing is taking your debt and moving that credit card debt to a zero APR card and pay it down before those rates go up as well, before you start paying interest on that. And take a look at your student loans. Federal student loans issued by the government after 2006, those ones are fixed, you're A-OK. -okay. But look if you've got privately issued student loans, mm. be sure to call your loan servicer because you may be p paying more there too soon. So, Steph, what about uh, savings, you know, investments, your retirement, you know, people <laughs> you know, trying it. to look, I'm, I'm trying not to look every day at, at, you know, at the market? That's actually a good piece of advice. Do not look at the markets every <laughs> single day. It's important to remember markets go up, markets go down. And while this has been a really rough ride for the stock market, it's basically been going down this year, we've seen double-digit growth in the stock market 
for about the last 10 years. So it has been a positive trajectory over time, but in the short term, it's tough. Now, savings, when they slashed rates to zero, well, then you were earning nothing on your savings. So it's a positive when they raise rates some that you're going to earn a little bit more in your savings. You want to be sure you've got that cash parked in a higher yielding savings account. But there's one caveat here with inflation where it is so high, even if you're earning more in your savings, it's not enough given how much everything costs. All right. All right. Steph. Always good advice, Steph. Thanks <laughs> Thank so much. Thank you, Steph. <laughs> okay, Great good to, to see, see you. Guys. And for more money tips, go to today.com on the money slash on the money. Up next, the words that Dylan has waited <laughs> years to hear. I had some amazing teammates over the years, and Dylan Dreyer is another one. So yes. LFG. Heard it first. There you go. We could have stopped the interview right oh, there. That's my first and last name. We could have stopped right We're there. We're best friends. Done. Tom Brady <laughs> on his return to football, his future off the field, and his favorite cheat food. Which we don't believe by. Oh, wow. Okay. Then later, a uh, first look at a brand new Dateline series, unraveling real-life mysteries in a whole new way as the third hour of today continues. This morning, we are catching up with an NFL icon. You all know him from Ted 2. <laughs> also, he's the all-time leader in passing yards, seven Super Bowl rings, and yes, there was that one very famous unretirement. Uh, of course, we are talking about uh, Dylan's favorite, Tom Brady. Uh, Dylan and I had the chance to spend some time with Tom yesterday. We talked about family, we talked about food, and of course, we talked about football. So, Tom, just to start this off, it's no surprise around here, I am the huge Tom Brady fan of the Today Show. Ten years ago, I was invited to play in your best buddy's football challenge at Harvard. And yep. you throw the ball, I stick out my hands, it floats into my hand like a little bird. I went on to run 25 yards. It was the single best football experience of my life. So, that moment aside, cool. what would you say are the highlights that run through your mind when you think back on your career. And I remember that day, we had so much fun. There's been a lot of football highlights over a long career. It's hard to believe I'm still playing. I'll be 45 this year. You know, I just fell in love with this crazy game and it's hard to stop. And uh, I had some amazing teammates over the years and Dylan Dreyer is another one, so yes, LFG. You heard, you heard it first, everyone. Tom, <laughs> what, what you don't know, is she hasn't stopped talking about it since. So that's she shouldn't. She shouldn't. Oh, it's amazing. Play it cool here. Come on. Tom, you mentioned you mentioned your age. What happened at home that led you to say, you know what? I gotta get back out there. I am not built for retirement. I think personal conversations um, with people that support me and that really enabled me to go out there and play and do my job. Obviously I don't have a lot left. I mean this is a game for young people. You know, I just think competitively I felt like, you know, I got to give it another chance. Is there a goal you want to reach, or is it really just like your love of the game? Well, it's mostly love of the game, for sure. Football is a, challenges you in every way. You know, there's a physical preparation. There's, you know, a mental aspect of the game where you're learning and figuring out how to get the best out of yourself from your teammates. And then I would say there's an emotional part where how do I bring my best every day for my teammates? And how do they bring their best every day for me? Speaking of, uh, of your, your time after football, you have reportedly signed a deal to, to join our ranks. Ten-year deal, $375 million to be a, a Fox sports broadcaster. To those who would say, you know, Tom Brady might be the greatest of all time on the football field, 
but he's never worn a microphone as a sports broadcaster. The deal makes no sense. What would you say to those naysayers? Well, first of all, I look forward to the opportunity to, you know, have a new team trust me in a different way. I know that I'm coming in um, as kind of a rookie to this, but I know I'm going to work extremely hard like I always do. I still think there's a lot of things that I've learned over my professional career that will carry over to um, a different career. Tom, um, your workout, your your diet regimen. How has that changed now that you're in your mid-40s? I mean, I know that you're, you're drinking about 250 ounces of water every day. Part of why I think I feel strongly about, you know, health, nutrition, is because it's really allowed me to continue to do what I love to do. Had I not taken care of my body, you know, I would have been a very typical athlete that by the time you reach 30, you're on a sharp decline. And I'm not super strict on my diet. I always try to make that really clear. Most people think I'm some crazy we do. diet, you know? We do. Like, yeah, I know. And I think that's just because that's kind of um, low hanging fruit, so to speak. But so I, I try to drink food? a lot of water. What's your cheap food? I like cheeseburgers. I like cheeseburgers. Really? I like ice cream. Um, <laughs> I like chocolate cake. You know, I like what everyone else likes. Can you clear up the rumor? Have you ever had a strawberry before? My daughter made me eat one. Yes. I basically, <laughs> she basically bosses me around, but yes, I swallowed it. I don't even think I took a chew. Let's talk about uh, these ads that you're in for Hertz. I know you're a space paid spokesperson for Hertz. I mean, you kind of poke fun at your unretirement. How did this all happen and how much were you involved in the creative process? Uh, very involved in the creative process. I think a lot of it is just trying to have fun. So the fact that I get to work with them now is really cool. Tom, Father's Day is, is on Sunday. Giselle planning something big, something special. Yeah, so it's a, it's a great weekend. I have a eighth grader graduating and um, we're gonna go up and be in New York and we've actually got my whole family coming in. It might feel a little bit like gladiator camp because we'll be have every activity known to man and every bit of competition we probably have in the pool or on the basketball court or on the golf course, but it should be cool. It's not easy being uh, a Tom Brady fan, a Patriots fan, um, you know, in New York City, but I stuck to my guns and um, we're, I'm always rooting for you, so is my family. So thank, thanks so much for talking with us today. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks, Craig. Great, great talking to you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. Best of luck this season. Yeah, good luck. See you next season as well. No one, no one believes you're going to retire after this season, by the way. So we'll see you next year. <laughs> And, and to be clear, he didn't dispel that notion. No. I mean, we could see <laughs> Tom Brady three more seasons. It's, it's very true. It's interesting because, you know, I'm a, I live in New York. Yeah. I've always been a Pats fan yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, and now he's in Tampa Bay, but my mom and my brother live in Tampa. So you're so, a Tampa Bay fan now? Well, I'm still like a Tom Brady fan. Oh, oh Even you Even though are. I do still feel like a scorned lover sometimes. <laughs> just because, you know, he has success somewhere else. <laughs> But yes. that's that's a difference. I enjoyed doing that with you. It was just it was so it was so fun watching Dylan's face during the time. I mean, she looked at Tom Brady the whole time. Like I held it together. You held I it did. together. I did. That was a very screwed up Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> All these overlapping. Don't anyway, think, don't don't overthink it. Uh, no. <laughs> don't overthink anything. Still to come. We are right at the midway point of our 30-day walking challenge. And if you're doing it with us, stay tuned because we have a fun way to step it up. Although. Your idea of fun might be different than ours. <laughs> uh, but first, we've got the Dateline yes. Dream Team taking over Studio 1A, talking about their brand new series for true crime fans. Of course, you know it doesn't end well for somebody. <laughs> Third hour of today, we'll be There's right back. Pat's fan right there. <laughs> oh, Stephanie. That's true. 
If you are a true crime fan, and we know you are, we have your next obsession. <laughs> Dateline, The Last Day is a new documentary series that's streaming on Peacock. It examines the final day of a victim's life in a way only the Dateline team can. Uh, we have Dateline team members, Keith Morrison, Andrew right. Canning, Stephanie Goss. The concept is fantastic. I mean, I'm actually surprised you guys didn't do this sooner. The last day, how is this going to be different from the original Dateline series, Keith? And they, these are new these are new episodes, right? New they are new episodes, oh, and, they, and they are streaming, so you can watch them in a different way than you would normally watch a Dateline program. But um, also, we, just, we, we, we take apart a, a crime, a situation differently um, when you have a chance to just focus on what happened the last day of a person's life. It's actually absolutely fascinating to see how that all played out and unrolled. And we can do it with a little more breathing room mm. than we normally have in a dateline. You don't have to hit that commercial break all right, the time, right. you know, so instantly. Yeah. I've always long thought, you know, as I do these stories, you know, if somebody goes to bed, they wake up the next day, totally unaware that this will be their last day. Yeah. Yeah. And what do they do on that last day? How does that fit into the crime and the investigation? Mm -hmm. In one of my stories, the, the woman, uh, the victim went for an ultrasound mm. for her first child. It was wow. an exciting day. It was an exciting off. day and it, it ended so tragically. And so just to dissect those final moments, it, they, it really becomes key in solving the crime. Mm -hmm. And what about the families, Andrea? You know, you, you, I mean, we, you, you go into depth with the detectives and the people who are involved in investigating the case, but you've got this ripple effect that these Absolutely. families and friends who are, Absolutely. are devastated. All the time I think about that ripple effect because you know, there, you have the victim, but that's not the only victim. It's all the people that sure. were involved in their life, their loved ones, their friends, that are forever changed mm -hmm. by these crimes. Sure. And it's heartbreaking. They're never the same after that. It's so interesting to me, too, how that is what motivates the detectives, the prosecutors, the sure. police yes. around them. It is to help those families. And they yeah. bring their experience, their ingenuity, and really their love for these people who are going through the worst yeah. part of their lives. Sure. Yeah. Softies, a lot of uh, these yeah. homicide detectives. They, 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 they were tough they guys. Or, in yeah, a lot yeah, of the interviews, yeah. and you'll say, Very you're getting deal. emotional. No, I'm not, no, I'm not. But they are. Yeah. They have this bond yeah. with the families. Uh, mm -hmm. Stephanie, you hosted a CrimeCon panel a few oh, years back, so you, you <laughs> met all the Dateline fans firsthand. I yeah. mean, diehard fans here. How will they take this series? What's different for they them? They are going to love it. They <laughs> <laughs> can't get enough of it. Yeah, it's, you know, look, it is always incredible to meet people, people who are passionate about what you do mm -hmm. and interested in what you do. And I could see that in all of the people who showed up at CrimeCon yeah. with you guys, the way they interacted with you. They're really invested in these stories and they are these multifaceted stories. They are stories about loss and tragedy for sure, but they're yeah. also about these people that come together to sure. solve these crimes and the effectiveness of our system, yeah. really. Yeah. And not Keith, just, not just the solution of the crimes. You, you, you learn so much about how human beings tick in these mm. programs yeah. that we, you know, that otherwise you never get a chance to explore, to live right. in for a period of time. This, this One of is the our, you're... our master's in psychology here, oh. working for Dateline. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, Keith, you've got this new podcast. I found, oh, Already number one. one on Apple Podcasts called The Seduction. What is this one about? Oh, it's, uh, who's being seduced? Is it, no, it's a... Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, it's oh, it's the vapors. Kind of <laughs> you tell this to Morrison. <laughs> no. It, this is, it's one of the most bizarre, remarkable tales I ever heard from a young man I met up in Northern California, who, when that tale spins out, oh, well, it's phenomenal. Okay, you've, yeah. okay, you had me at 
seduction. <laughs> 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 oh, this, this is getting awkward now. <laughs> Andrea, Stephanie, thank yes. you, thank you, yes. thank you. Congratulations on um, what looks like a fantastic new series. It's called Dateline, The Last Day. It's available to stream now only on Peacock. Well, coming up next, our 30-day walking challenge is flying by. We've got some easy exercises to get even more out of our daily walks. Then, later, Ed Helms and Jana Schmieding are here live, filling us in on the return of Rutherford Falls. Third hour of today will return right after these messages. Oh. We are halfway through our Start Today 30-Day Walking Challenge, and yet we just found out Dylan has size three feet. Unbelievable. <laughs> the smallest feet on a woman you've ever seen. Almost 65,000 Today Show viewers have joined us on Today.com and our Start Today Facebook group. You can still get in on the fun. All you got to do is scan that QR code by Mr. Melvin there. Today, fitness contributor Stephanie Mansour created this walking plan, and she's here now to show us some ways to step it up even more. Steph, good to see you. Good to see you guys, too. I might fall over doing the, these exercises. I know. Because my feet are so tiny. Six and a half. Uh, so, so we've been walking, but now for the second half, you're going to add some strength training. Why? Yeah, so we're adding strength training here, Al, because I really want to help you walk more efficiently. With mm -hmm. less pain, I want to help you take longer strides. I want to help you walk faster. And I want to encourage you to build the muscles in the front of the body, the back mm -hmm. of the body, and the core so that we feel really supported, we have great posture, and we help reduce pain. So this is how I just devise these six exercises. All no right. matter what your shoe size is, no matter what your fitness level is, we have got modifications. All right. Okay. That's, that's All right. So the first, the first move? move is actually we're going to do a knee raise into a backwards lunge. So why a knee raise? Well, we're stretching the hip flexor, but we're also working the hip flexor, which helps when we're taking a step. No and then, yeah, a little balance there, too. And then we're going to step back. <laughs> yeah. Step back. Step back. And we're going to lower down into a half lunge or a full backwards lunge. Press down through the front heel to bring the back leg up, Ooh. knee balances up here, and you can hold on to something or, or your partner or, next or to you for balance. You've got to be careful before. with those lunges, right? Because yes. you can mess up your knee if you're Ex doing those improperly. Exactly, Craig. You want to make sure that that front knee does not go past the ankle. So oh. keep that knee nice and straight, 90 degree angle, and you come up. We do five on this side, and then we switch to the other side. Like so we're strengthening step. the glute of that standing leg okay. as well as the quad, and then again, we're stretching the hip flexor and strengthening the hips. Okay. Now, the next moves are actually Pilates inspired. So aside from being a personal trainer, I'm also a certified Pilates and yoga instructor. So I love all these different modalities. We're going to come down onto the ground here and into a bridge position. So what this is doing is we're going to activate the core. So I want you to do, I know, I know, sorry about that. We're going to hurt them even more because we're going to tilt the pelvis. So press that mic pack into the ground. Good. Act like you're zipping into a tight pair of pants. Reach your fingertips towards your heels. Bring your heels closer if you can't touch. And then slowly roll up one vertebra at a time into a bridge. Now hold this here if you want to do the modified version. Otherwise, just like you're walking outside, step one foot up and then lower it down. Step the other foot up and lower it down. Good. Great job. Keep going here. I want you to keep those hip bones elevated. Nice job, Al. Good. Relax the shoulders and make sure you're pressing down with flat feet when you lower down. And then rest the feet both on the ground and slowly roll down. America, we Good. apologize for this. Right? <laughs> this view that you're getting right now. <laughs> okay, that's actually pretty high, Craig. You could 
go less than that. Oh, but I know you're an overachiever, so I'm proud of you. <laughs> okay, the next move we're going to do is sit up. So okay. that worked the backs of the legs, the glutes, okay. and it also mimicked that walking with the feet. Now we're going to work the obliques, the internal and external to be exact. So we're going to roll down halfway, squeeze those inner thighs together like you're holding something in between mm -hmm. your knees. Good. And then we're going to twist towards one side. Good. Keep the feet oh, on the ground. Stop. Nice. Come to center and then twist to the other Ooh. side. So you know how you walk and you swing your arms? Right. This is helping you with that core strength, that posture. You could even sit up a little higher there. Yeah, good. So you just want to go down about a third of the way. Keep those inner thighs together. We don't want to shift the legs here. So again, 30 seconds left. All right, perfect. So the last exercise we're going to do, slowly come up. We're going to uh -oh, come into a plank position. Uh -huh. Now, why a plank? We're going to, okay, got it. Not, why, why a plank position? We're building the muscles of the upper body. And then from the plank, we're lifting the hips up into a downward facing dog to not only strengthen the upper body, but also to stretch the backs of the legs. And then shift forward into the plank again. Good abs in, lift the butt up, press down through the fingers. Oh my Good. And then lower down onto your knees and rest. Now we've got tons of I modifications, this guys. I this is a walk in the <laughs> <laughs> We've got tons of modifications yeah. over at today.com and also in our Facebook group. That's the most exercise there you I've go. Had. That was good. Thank you, Stephanie. But this is all going to help you walk more efficiently and with less pain. So go to our Facebook group, start today, join us. Any questions, I'm your personal trainer in your pocket on Facebook. Yes. Out of breath. Uh, there you go. Sweat. That was a great little workout. <laughs> You're sweating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually doing the workout. <laughs> you can find these exercises and more at today.com slash health. You need to join our Facebook page. Join us on the Facebook page. Start Today group where Steph is your personal trainer, motivating us, motivating us every day. All right, when we come back, they are on-screen best buds. Rutherford Falls stars Ed Helms and Jenna Schmeeting are here to tell us about season two of their feel-good comedy. Then later we are Having going to... with your breath, aren't you? <laughs> wow. I can't breathe. I then later we're going green. Suddenly the old guy doesn't look so bad, does The one skillet recipe use up all those summers. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, now oh, let's go I for a walk. Nice come job, on. Al. Nice free time to walk all day. <laughs> good job, This morning, we are going to catch up with two very funny folk. For, year, Ed, for years, Ed Helms cracked us up as Andy Bernard, the Nard Dog, on The Office. Now he's gone from Scranton, Pennsylvania, to the, to the fictional town of Rutherford Falls, starring alongside actor and writer Janice Schmeeting. Season two of the Peacock Comedy will follow these two best friends who support each other through thick and thin. Good morning, guys. It's hey, nice guys. to have you here. Hello. It's Hi. great to be here. Yes. Congrats on season two. Clearly, Regan and Nathan still best friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, where wh what does season two take us through? Oh boy, uh, it's a wild ride. Yeah, so many shenanigans. We sort of <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> yes, shenanigans is, I think, the word we well, gotta use. I think season one, we were really excited to kind of like tackle some big ideas and. Then at the end of season one, we realized this ensemble is just hilarious. So season two, we're just leaning a little harder into the jokes mm -hmm. and there's still some sharp satire yeah. baked in there, which we're all very proud of, but I think it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm amazed that you were a school teacher before this. Are, <laughs> are there parallels between the, the teaching and, and acting with, with Ed? <laughs> <laughs> With that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm a child, so basically. So. 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of parallels. I, I think um, in a lot of ways, you know, teaching is like performance, you know, mm. and uh, students are, at least my students in middle school and high school were some of the toughest audiences I've ever uh, had. It's true. Ooh. They're brutally honest. Yes, yeah. they will. Well, it, 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 the, the, the best comedies, I think, find this kind of sweet spot. They're funny. There's some sat satire. But at the end of the day, there's some warmth, you know, because you can't possibly latch onto these people unless you actually care about them. I think you're right. I mean, that, that's, that's something that The Office really captured beautifully. There's, there's obviously a lot of dysfunction and tension within Dunder Mifflin, but, but there's something that you always, you just feel like they're always going to stick together. Yeah. And I know that in creating this show and, and building out the cast and, and, and all the writing, we've, our town, the town of Rutherford Falls uh, and the Minnesota reservation that it's up against, there's a lot of dysfunction there. There's a lot of tension, but it, I hope we've also created a community here that audiences just kind of want to hang out with, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Well, you definitely have. Uh, Janet, I know it's interesting that you were a teacher, but I find it even more interesting that you were a writer on the show, then you had a screen test, but you got in a car accident, <laughs> like, right before your screen test was about to happen. I did. I did um, total my car on the wow. way to screen test with Ed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I hit a little bit of water. It was the first rain um, of, the, of the year in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and and um, I sort of fishtailed and uh, hit, you know, I rammed the front of my car into uh, the wall on the 134. Um, oh and I immediately called um, our showrunner, Sierra Teller-Ornelis, and I said, you have to come pick me up. I cannot miss this screen test. So she came and picked me up in her car, and we abandoned my poor little Ford Escape on the side Whoa. of the road. And, and Jana nailed it. it. Wow. Look at that. And nailed it. Wow. And, and didn't, didn't tell any of us until afterwards that, <laughs> that she had just been in a car. You didn't even get sympathy <laughs> points. Uh, yeah. Before we let you get out, I want to ask you about that. Hangover is one of my all-time favorite movies. And there was this rumor going around about the scene where your tooth comes out. Is it true that they did not have to use special effects in that scene? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's 100% real. <laughs> I, I, uh, th I have an implant here. So this, oh. this tooth is fake. Oh. And I went, when we were shooting, I went to the, my dentist and I was like, they want to they want to take my tooth out. Is that something? Is this possible? Like, can we, can we take this take this implant out temporarily? And he was like, "Yeah, we yeah. can do that." Wow. And so, so we did. And it kind of, yeah, it's it. It looks crazy because it is. It's real. Wow. That's well, commitment. Didn't have to knock that it. that <laughs> is commitment. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Thank you. Look out, Tom Thank Cruise. You. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am method. <laughs> Guys, the show is so funny. You two are so funny. Thanks so much for being here uh, this morning. Season two of Rutherford Falls will be out tomorrow on Peacock, the streaming platform from our parent company, NBC Universal. Well, coming up next, we're going to be in the kitchen with Chef Sola Elwayli making a veggie-packed recipe. She's going to show us how to massage our greens. Third hour of today. <laughs> so we'll why, why, why that voice? Well, why not? Does it disturb you? All right, so this morning and today, food, we are using up all those summer greens and herbs in one dish. Culinary writer and chef Sola Alawele is here to show us how to make a mixed green skillet spanikopita. Oh, yeah. I like Ooh, look at that. that. Thank look you. you. It's like your green. So first of all, I mean, uh, Al mentioned we're going to be doing some massaging of greens uh -huh. here. Yeah. We've got some assorted greens. We've got assorted greens. How do we go about this massage? So... <laughs> 
you can use any kind of tender, wilty green you have going okay. on here. The key is we're going to give it a little rub down with some salt. A little rub down. Uh -huh. rub down. It's going to be very romantic. A little pepper. <laughs> <laughs> we have tender herbs. You can also use whatever herbs you have. This is like a clean out the fridge situation. I see okay. some dill, some chives, some uh -huh. cilantro. Is there a green you wouldn't use? So, so you don't want to use anything too hearty like collards or kale. Uh -huh. If you're not sure, just taste your green. And if it tastes okay. pleasant raw, it'll be great. In Is there any okay. bad herb to use either? I wouldn't use something like like rosemary or thyme. Okay. okay. Something that you want to eat raw is going to be great here. Now, you're going to get in there. Okay. Get in there. Get it. Oh. Your hands in, your hands clean. They Mas are. They massage. are clean. Massage. Thank you for asking. Just, that's very important these days. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I did. Hands are all over. So you're going to massage it for like two minutes. and it's Two minutes? Two oh. minutes. Like massage it. Don't just toss it. Yeah, get it. in like, there. Get and in like, there. don't be afraid of the green. Should you play romantic music while you're doing this? <laughs> is that a better Can massage? In the that's right. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh-huh. And it's going to get silky and wilt down, and you're going to see a lot of moisture come out of the greens, and that's going to help it cook really quickly in our pie. Okay. okay. Can, I, can I stop that? No, you keep going. No, keep going. Well, so we'll these just, aren't cooked. These are not cooked. So oh, th that's wow. what's going to, this is going to turn when into it looks this. like that. Wow. And it looks like it's been sauteed, mm -hmm. but no heat, so it's going to have all that fresh flavor. Okay. So now, Al, you're taking over. Okay. While you keep going. I'll keep going. <laughs> keep going. Okay, so to keep absorb massage. all of the moisture that came out of the greens, we're going to add a little couscous. Okay. It's going to keep our pie from having a soggy bottom. <laughs> oh, soggy, soggy bottom. bottom. <laughs> That's right. Isn't that in Washington, D.C.? Anyway. Uh, it's foggy. Oh, I'm sorry. So here we have some feta. Uh-huh. <laughs> and also one egg. And that's going to help us So you have us to get... use that tiny couscous, right? Want, yeah. This is nice. Well, okay. it, it'll work with any kind of couscous or yeah. even barley. Get no in there. Mix it get all in up. there. Um, and that's going to... That's going to absorb all the moisture. I, I hate to interrupt, and you are the chef, but uh -huh. you seem to be massaged enough. If you want to stop, okay. fine. Right. I just really enjoyed keeping you. That's right. So <laughs> it keeps him occupied. Yeah, right? So we, we, yeah. we've got this. Now, we're going to be doing this in a skillet. Uh-huh. A, a cast iron skillet best? I prefer cast iron because it's going to make sure the crust gets, like, really crispy, mm -hmm. okay. flaky. And we're going to add another layer. So we already have, like, four layers of phyllo. And oh, 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 phyllo that's dough. That's what's under. Oh, so now it's your turn to fill in. Okay. We're getting everyone. So we're going to add Excuse another me. final layer. <laughs> so I've, I've actually never worked with phyllo dough before. Do you just separate one at a time? One at a time. And okay. it, it is, like, really delicate. But if it rips, it totally doesn't oh, matter. Shoot. It's oh. fine. That's okay. fine. Just keep going. There you go. Because Shoot. we're putting oh, so many close. layers. Oh, close. So close. <laughs> if, if, if there's so many Shoot. layers, it'll all come together. Okay. So just lay it, layer it down. Yeah, you're nailing it. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's one word. No, it's that. not. She's lying to you. Okay. It's so perfect. And then just brush this with some olive oil. Okay. And that's going to make sure it bakes up really crisp and flaky. Mm -hmm. and oh, then, once you do the olive oil, it kind of covers the It covers messes. all of your mistakes. Okay. okay. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's what fat is doing for us in all food. Makes everything delicious. It does. And then you're going to add that mixture. We're going to add our mixture. Okay. And we're going to top it with some more phyllo. Oh, and then how long do you bake it for, Sola? So this is going to bake at 400 degrees oh, for 45 crispy. minutes. Mm -hmm. And it gets super crispy, super crunchy. The greens um, cook down a little bit more. Yeah. And, oh, up, and this, is, oh, wow. this is such a beautiful presentation. It's it very, it's, see, the top, I don't even get, like, fussy with it. Just, just drape like, it on. It's going to be. It's like a pillowcase. So thank you. Yeah. Thank this you so much. so Perfect. yummy. Uh, for these recipes and more, it's today.com slash food. Oh. Yes, it's got a little punch to it. We will be right back. <laughs> this will be good for a podcast. Mm. That is so <laughs> 
Tomorrow on the third hour of today, we've got Anthony Anderson live right here in studio. Also tomorrow, Jill Martin will be here with a new episode of Shop Today. She's got exclusive deals, amazing products for the ultimate bash this summer. She also sits down with star Adina Menzel on her new venture, too. So you don't want to miss it tomorrow on Today All Day at 1130 and 530 Eastern. All right. Coming up next on Hoda and Jenna from the new... Uh, the new movie, Lightyear. You know, I can't wait yeah. for this. Emmy-winning actress, Uzo Aduba. We will see you tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.